Welcome to the Pastor Nora King Podcast. We're confident that the message you're about to hear will enhance and empower your life in God. Now, here's Pastor Nora. The Holy Spirit, it seems like recently uh, when I've been reading uh, the Bible, when I've been reading articles and that kind of thing, my eyes are falling on forgiveness. You know? And so I know, is he doing that for me? Well, sure, I need that like anyone else would, but he's doing it too because of people I minister to and people I touch so I can give that message out. And so we're going to look a little bit tonight about prayer and forgiveness and how they go together. If you pray and you do not forgive, you neutralize any prayer. There's no power to the prayer that you would be asking of the Lord and desiring of the Lord. And so you have to get things straight. Before you go to God in prayer, you have to get some things straight. And this scripture indicates that. I'm going to start in verse number 22, um, just so that we can walk down through here and you can see what we're talking about. And Jesus answering said unto them, have faith in God or have the God kind of faith um, you could say. And what kind of faith does God have? How does God, um, how does he release faith? How does he function in faith? You know, without faith, it's impossible to please God. So we got to have faith in our life. And having the faith of God, it says, for verily I say unto you, uh, that whosoever shall say unto the mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he says shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he says. And so we see here then that we're to have the God kind of faith and his kind of faith. He released his words and he there was power to change things. And so we... That is a truth that we have to keep before us lest we let it slip. And remember, all the words that we're saying are important. The Bible says one day we're going to stand before the Lord and we're going to give an account for the things that we say. Oh, well, I was just talking. It really didn't mean anything. No. See, that's what we have to remind ourselves of. When we say things and we, you know, we are God's children Jesus Christ is our Lord and we're following him and we're using the God kind of faith. And so when we say things, it's significant. It's not just words that don't have any meaning. They have meaning and we're releasing power. Now, we can release God's power, release his kinds of faith when we speak, or we can release uh, doubt and unbelief. And so it's up to us to choose it. Now, I know uh, many times what we can do is, you know, as Christians and being in a church like this, and that is a truth that many would know. I mean, some people new come in and they have to discover that and, and, and they have to learn it. 
and so consequently, you know, when you're in front of people and you think you have to impress people, you might keep it straight. But then when they're not around, then you start, you know, just spewing it out, just saying whatever, whatever. But see, you, we're not trying to impress one another. We're trying to use the faith of God to change situations and change circumstances. And many times when you speak those things and you don't see anything changing, does that mean nothing's changing? No, it means those things are invisible and you're, bring, you're bringing some things out of that invisible realm into this realm where we are and he's given us a clue in how to do that. Are you here? All right. So then we see we're to have the faith of God. Then we see that we're to say certain things. We're to say what we desire and what we need and what we want from the Lord. And then uh, the next verse, uh, it says, um, Therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire... Listen to this. When you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. And so we're going into prayer right here. We're to use the faith of God, uh, the God kind of faith, when we enter into a prayer time. And he says here, uh, what things soever you desire. In other words, when you pray, there needs to be a desire in your heart, not just, you know, some little flippant, and you know, we've all heard it, you know, you get in your catalog, and I do this all the time. I sit in my little chair, and I look in that catalog and see all these things that I think I might like, and then when I get them, I don't want them. I have to send them back. You know what I'm talking about? Okay, well, that's not the kind of, you know, that's not a desire, that's not a desire. A desire is a craving for something when you really want to see something happen. And so when we get in prayer, we need to be serious about our praying, not flippant or casual about it. Can you say amen? Okay, so uh, believe those things that you desire when you pray will, uh, that you have them and you, or if, I'm, if I can read that with my glasses here. I'll start over again, okay? Therefore, I say unto you, what things soever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. That word receive, believe that you take it. Take it by force. What force is it that we take those things by? The force of faith. Believe that you take it when you pray and you have that desire for it and you use the God kind of faith and you say uh, the right things over it and you'll have it. Believe that you take it by force, and you shall have it. See, I tell you, I'm the kind of person that when I pray, I don't, I don't want to be denied. I will not be denied. Do you remember anybody ever sing that song when you were in church? Of You know, I was in the Baptist church. I will not be denied. I will not be denied. Do you ever sing that? Well, that's, that's the way I feel when I get in prayer. I will not be denied. Not that God is trying to hold, withhold it from me, but the enemy wants to bring hindrances and blockages and everything else into the picture. And when you take it by force, he cannot stop you. Believe that you take it and you shall have it. Okay, so we got all these things going down through here. Now let's look at verse number 25. And when you stand praying 
forgive. Now, see, it isn't, he didn't say, when you forgive, now you need to go into your prayer closet and you need to get alone and you need to pull away and it needs to be a serious time of prayer. It can be that, sure. But he didn't say that. I think the wording of that, when you stand praying. In other words, I, I pray, and I'm sure you do too, in lots of situations and people don't even know I'm praying. When I'm standing, I'm just praying about this or I'll see this person and I'll pray for them. You know, a lot of times I'm uh, uh, in my car and I see people on the side of the road. I might see a homeless person or, or whatever. And when I'm standing praying, you understand? I don't have to be in that prayer closet, can or cannot. But the thing about it is we, when we stand praying, we are to forgive. Why? Because if you do not forgive others, the scripture tells us that God will not forgive you if you read the next verse. Well, I don't know about you, but that's very serious to me when I think if I hold a grudge or I'm bitter towards someone. And let me tell you, we all have reasons maybe to feel that way. And maybe... Um, uh, it's it's a genuine thing, you know, something has happened. Uh, but the thing about it is we choose the high road. We choose to do it God's way and not man's way. Man will tell you, you hold that grudge. You have every reason to hold that grudge. That's the world's way. That's the world's way of doing it. And we as Christians, many Christians just fall right into that. They just fall right into it. That's right. They've hurt me. They did this. They said that. And so I have every right to hold on to that grudge. No, you do not, because if you hold on to the grudge, you're not going to get your prayers answered. And I don't know about you, that's pretty serious to me. So I'm releasing those things. Now, I may have to do it 50 times. You understand what I'm saying? Because when you've been hurt or you perceive a wrong or something like that, it, it, you release it, and then those feelings, that mental... Uh, emotional things comes back on you, and then I may have to say it. Now, Lord, I thank you. I've already confessed that. I don't receive that. Devil, you're not bringing that back on me. You're not doing it to me in the name of Jesus. You got to talk. I'm telling you, we as God's people, we need to answer the devil back when he tries to plant those things in our minds and in our hearts. Answer him. Jesus answered him. Turn these stones into bread. You're hungry, you've been fasting. Turn them, turn them into bread. And he said, Jesus answered and said, man shall not live by bread alone. He answered it back. You've got to answer back. When the enemy comes to you and he tells you certain things, well, you're going to fail. This is going to happen. This bad thing's going to happen. That bad thing's going to happen. No, I don't receive that. I'm blessed coming in and I'm blessed going out. I'm accepted in the beloved. You, you got to answer back. That's what Jesus did. He answered back with the word and we have to answer back with the word. Amen. All right. So we see here that when we stand praying that we forgive, if we have ought against any, that your Father also, which is in heaven, may forgive you your trespasses. New Living says, when you're praying, first forgive anyone you are holding a grudge against. 
when you are praying, before you, before you finish that prayer, before you go into it, he said here that first forgive anyone that you are holding a grudge against. What is a grudge? It's animosity. It's bitterness. Uh, you know, it's uh, ill will. Any of those things that you hold against people, release it and let it go. The Amplified says, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him. Drop the issue and let it go. Have you ever been in a situation and something is eating at you? You know what I'm talking about? It's eating at you. Somebody did something. They said something. You forgive. You release. You let it go. And the next thing you know, here it comes back. Here it comes back. Here it comes back again. He said, drop it. What if you drop something? You have it in your hand. You let it go and it's out. It's not in your hand anymore. Drop it and let it go from you. Drop it and let it go. Let's say that together. Drop it and let it go. See, that's what we have to do with grudges, with unforgiveness, anything like that. And then when we stand praying, we can pray and God said, call upon me and I will hear you. Call on me, ask of me. And if you do, and if you get that unforgiveness and the bitterness and the ill will and the grudges out of your life, put it to, see, I'm not saying that you don't feel it. I'm saying you do the right thing with it and your feelings will get in line. And then you start praying, you ask God, and he said, you call on me, and I am going to show you some remarkable things. I'm going to tell you something. I believe if the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, and this one being part of it, if we get serious in prayer, I'm telling you what God will do. He will shake heaven and earth for the church to do the things, to bring to pass the things. And we need to be praying for the things that he says are important. We need an awakening in this land. We need a healing in this land. We need a move of God where the lethargy and the apathy that have attached themselves upon the hearts and lives of people are shaken off and a mighty signs and miracles and wonders would take place in this world, not just when we're at church, of course here, we want that here, don't we? But when we go outside, you know, somebody was giving me a testimony the other day and I just thought I would just sit down the, the receiver and just shout when they were telling me. They said they were, uh, they were uh, in a place and they were out on a boat going down uh, going down the river and looked over on the side of the river and there was a young person sitting there and they looked really dejected and they noticed that, but they just kept going. And said in a minute, the Holy Spirit came up and said, no, you need to turn around and you need to go back. So they did that, yelled out the boat, hey, how you doing? You know, having a good day, whatever. And this person just opened up right there, opened up. And began to share out of their heart, and he led them to the Lord. Now think about that. That's what we need happening. And that doesn't need to be just happening every now and then. That needs to be something that happens in our life. 
But I'm telling you, if we seek God and we pray and we call upon Him, He's going to do some remarkable things. He said He would do remarkable things that you know not of. You don't even perceive them. You can't figure it out. But he's going to do great things. I tell you, we got to get serious about prayer. We got to seek the Lord. We got to call upon him, knowing that he is a God who is more than enough and he works supernaturally in the lives of his people. And we have a divine connection with God. And when we pray, things can happen. I believe when I pray, things are going to happen. They're not going to say, remain the same, they're going to change. Because God told me to pray and I could have that divine connection and mysteries and secrets would be revealed. Now, if you just think you just go through motions and you just pray and you never see anything, then that's not the kind of prayer I'm talking about. You can tap into something that is supernatural. It's beyond yourself and it gets into the heart of God and the purpose of God and the plan of God. And I tell you, I'm going to do it. How about you? And we're going to do that here tonight. Amen? So you remember that when you stand praying, you have, to, you have to forgive, let things go. Maybe here tonight as we're going to gather to pray, maybe there's some things you have to release and let go. But don't fall into the trap of the enemy in holding on to things. Let them go. Drop it and let it go. Amen? Thanks for listening to this message from Pastor Nora King. If you'd like to contact us, you can visit us online at redemptionchurch.com. We'll see you back here next week for another powerful message from Pastor Nora.